Yes, sir. God bless America. You got it right, my little dude. What's going on, everybody? This is Andrew Britton, Red, White, and True Podcast. I'm back, as you can see from the title of the episode. It's been too long a duration between podcasts. We'll get more into that later on. But like the show always starts, God bless America, and God bless all of you, and God has blessed America. But since I've been gone so long, I didn't want to throw you guys straight into a cold open, but I'm going to throw you into a bit of a cold open here from a man named Tim Alberta, who actually doesn't believe that God has blessed America, yet he claims to be an evangelical leader. He just happens to, well, hate Donald Trump, and it kind of sounds like he hates evangelicals too. But needless to say, here's uh, here's this this esteemed man who got the opportunity to go on to all the big news programs, the esteemed programs, and tell everybody how white Christian nationalism is so scary and God does not love America, and he doesn't love you either. So here's Tim Alberta on my pseudo-cold open here. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it means. Um, you've heard the term bandied about Christian nationalism, right? And, and different people have different definitions, interpretations. I think it's very much worth understanding that there are millions and millions and millions of people in this country who truly do believe deep down in their bones that America is not just another nation, that America is a covenant nation, that it is a nation that it is in special relationship with God, and that therefore fighting for America is fighting for God. Now, that is blatantly not only wrong, but it is dangerous. Our country is in serious trouble. Yes, President Trump, our country is in serious, serious trouble. And apparently, and I, I want to talk about Tim Alberta and what he says in that clip real quick, because apparently Tim Alberta missed the founding documents of this country, the, you know, the, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Federalist Papers, the Doolittle Letters, and the writings of many of our founding fathers, George Washington, also the writings of Abraham Lincoln, and the way that they felt about this country and the covenant that we made to God for this country. Apparently, Tim Alberta also misses in multiple places of the Bible where God talks about blessing nation states, where he talks about blessing a certain peoples. In particular, he talks about this with the Jews in Israel. But there are many instances throughout the Bible where a certain peoples are blessed by God. And I don't think America is any different or it's taken out of context to believe that America is a blessed nation. And to be honest with you, this is kind of the problem with the church or with Christians in the United States of America right now that we believe and we have too many Christian leaders that believe that we are called to be nice. The Bible never calls us to be to be nice. The Bible calls on us to hate evil. It is the only thing that we are called on to hate, but it calls on us to hate evil. It calls on us to be kind. It calls on us to do many things, to operate with the morals and values taught within the Bible. It does do that. But Christians have misconstrued this for years as we just need to step away from every fight and we need to agree or do anything possible to not create any stir because, well, we're supposed to be nice. That is not the case. Even Jesus 
walked in and turned the tables of the money changers. There are righteous fights to be had. And when you are fighting against evil, which it has become abundantly clear to me that the enemies we fight within this country for the life that we would like to preserve, that we would like to conserve as conservatives in this country, those who would like to tear that down, tear our individual liberties down, tear down our constitution and tear this country down are evil. I have searched far and wide to try to understand those in which we disagree with in this country, the elites, those in power, and why they take the policy positions that they do. Because oftentimes it seems very hypocritical. They take this stance on one issue and then a completely opposite stance on another issue. But it's not hypocritical. Because if you look at all the things that they actually support, it is death. They support death. They are anti-humans and they seek to destroy any place that gives individual liberty and freedoms to the people. We are a threat to evil, to the original anti-human who is Satan, the devil. This is the fight that we find ourselves in. And the elites, they don't quite understand this fight. They are lies. They are themselves lies. Everything they do is a lie. Everything they say is a lie. The political class, the protected class in this country and around the world, the globalists, they are lies. If you watch them now, go look at Joe Biden's Twitter feed. Literally everything is a lie. It's all lies. Even the numbers they put out to try to convince you that Bidenomics is working, they're lies. They're spins on the numbers, or they just flat make them up. This is the place that we find ourselves in. But we need to. We must stand up and fight. And I'd like to start by apologizing to you guys that I've been gone for so long. I told you I'd get into this. I have been gone for a while because I've been dealing with multiple things, personal stuff, professional stuff. It's just been really busy and hectic, and it's been hard to find the time to stand in front of this mic for hours at a time and try and find the energy within itself with everything that's going on in this country and, and everything that that's going on personally for me to try and, and put these podcasts out. And I am sorry that I have not put anything out for quite some time. And I would like to, from the bottom of my heart, thank every single one of you who have been continuing to listen to the podcast episodes that are out there. I cannot thank you enough. It means so much to me. When I opened up the podcast website the other day and I saw what the downloads were, what the numbers were, that people were still listening to podcast episodes, things that I said a while back that I probably seemed or sounded like a crazy person, especially as on things like Ukraine, where I was saying a year plus ago that Ukraine was not going to win. It was never going to happen. It was just going to end up with a whole bunch of death. And possibly walk us into World War III. And I was saying things like, Ukraine's not a democracy. And at the time, I'd say a lot of people probably thought, well, that's probably a bit on the fringe there. Lots of those things have been proven true. And I don't know if that's why you guys continue to download the podcast. Because a lot of the things that I was saying six, eight months ago 
Um, it's still relevant stuff today, and it's all coming true. And it's not that I'm some prophetic person. I, I read a lot. I look at the things that the elites are saying. I read the things that they write. I look at the directions that they're trying to take us, the policies that they're trying to get passed behind our backs. They're trying to slide stuff in behind our back. They're doing this with the SEC right now. They're trying to create a new asset class that is basically going to destroy people's ability to own private property in this country. They're also trying to work some things with the FCC right now that has the ability to let the FCC ban people who they basically don't like their speech off of FCC airwaves and potentially other places. So you won't even be able to hear their voices. The censorship is growing strong and it is terrifying and scary. The direction that we are being led in this country and it is time for us to stand up and fight back. And I hope in some way that the things that I say on this podcast have the ability to to at least help inform people of what is going on. And, and I would encourage you to go research everything I say. Go fact check it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But there's a lot of fact checking that I do, a lot of reading that I do before I come on this podcast and say anything that I pretty well know that what I'm telling you is absolutely the truth. It is happening. And it, it's honestly a bizarro world sometimes because some of the things I say, I can't believe are going on in this country. I can't believe we're going on around the world. We are in a very dangerous time, the fourth turning. There are cycles throughout humanity where certain events occur in time periods and it changes humanity in exponential ways through these different turnings of human civilization, of these cycles of humanity. We are in right now what's called the fourth turning, and it is one of those expedited time periods where humanity is going to change dramatically. But the good thing is, is that we have a say in that. And if we believe in God, we ultimately know the outcome anyway. We know that this is a temporary life for us here on earth. And, and I would like to say that in that Tim Alberta clip, that is slightly edited but the, what he says is the gist of what he's saying. He's saying that, well, you know, Christian nationalists, you know, Christians here in America, they just love their country too much. That God, you know, they just love their country too much, and that makes them dangerous. And that is ridiculous. And like I said before, that is a large part of the problem with the American church right now. It is far too divided. It has become woke in many ways. And the teachings and the morals and the values taught in the Bible are not actually being followed. It should not be a hard thing for Christian leaders to stand up and say, men are men and women are women. That should be a softball. But for many Christian leaders, it's not. They put their skinny jeans on and they get their rock bands up on stage and they turn their they turn the church into a rock concert. They turn it into a show instead of actually preaching and learning the Bible. And look, I get being entertaining. I I understand that side. Look, I was Catholic growing up. Church was not entertaining. Mass was not entertaining. But the most important thing about going to church is to learn the Bible. 
to learn the word of God, to learn and know Jesus Christ. That's the point. Not for it to be a show and so that you can bow and cave to every woke thing that the left pushes upon us because you don't have a spine and you don't have the courage to stand up against it and say, absolutely not. That violates the word of God. I will not do that. That is a lie. And I am called on to not lie. I am called on to tell the truth. I'm called on to be kind and to tell the truth and to fight against evil, to take up righteous fights in the name of God. These are the things that we as Christians have got to do because we are going to find ourselves, like we have seen with the Jewish community, we are going to find ourselves on that same list of people running around screaming from the river to the sea on Christians. We are next on the list. But the good thing is, is that we are a majority in the United States of America. So we can stand up and fight. We can do this and we must. We must do this. But I'm back. I'm sorry I've been gone so long. I'm going to rant through this episode here because I just want to kind of hit the high points of some of the, the big issues that have gone on since I've been gone. Since I've been gone, I just wanted to get something out there to you guys to let you know that we're back online. There's more coming. I'm sorry I've been gone. I've been gone way too long. To those of you who who listen to every podcast, who download them, and for whatever reason, this guy right here's voice matters to you, I'm sorry I failed you for such a period of time. I won't do it again. There's been a lot going on. I've got the government coming after me for money for from 15 years ago that five years ago they said, we're all squared up on. We're not going to come after you on this. And now all of a sudden, podcast is out there. Numbers start to grow a little bit. I start to make an impact on Twitter. They boot me off of Twitter, and now, now they're going to take money. So I need your guys' help, okay? And not in like a GoFundMe way. I don't need that. You can pray for me and my family. I would very much appreciate that. Very, very much. But more than anything, I need your help to spread the word. To spread the things that we talk about on this podcast. To tell people what is going on in the country. To open your eyes and see what is happening. Because we are in an extremely dangerous time right now. And we are on the verge of losing everything. And as it relates to that, I want to hit some of the, the high points of the big events, the things that, that I kind of thought off the top of my head were the big events that have occurred since I've been gone. So let's start with this, which it's not like this is a new event uh, because this has been going on since the moment that old Joseph Biden walked into the White House and the Democrat machine took control of the United States of America. But the border is a disaster still. And it's getting worse, exponentially worse. We are letting people into this country who we are not vetting at all. As there are terrorist groups on the move around the world, not to mention the CCP with 24,000 people in the last year. That is more than eight times. I'm sorry, that's bad math. 15 times a normal year. You think that healthy, young Chinese men are showing up in the United States of America because they just want a better life and China's just allowing them to leave 
with the surveillance state that China has and the demographics problems that they have, China does not have a replacement rate high enough to sustain their country. They're not going to let the young men leave if it's not for an expressed purpose against their enemy. They are at war with us. Our government and our leaders are either too stupid or too bought and paid for to realize or say out loud that we need to be at war with them. And no, not a kinetic war. We don't need to go to that point. We can win this economically because as much as we are dependent on them, they are more dependent on us. And they have gotten a free pass for far too long and they are flowing over the border. Same as people from Russia, same as Iran, Syria, and all these Sharia supremacist countries in the Middle East that seek to destroy us, America, the great Satan, the Christians. They seek to destroy us, and we are allowing it to happen. We are assisting them in doing such by allowing them to flow over the border in numbers that are unimaginable. People think, if you look at Europe right now and you look at the the problems that they have from illegal immigration there, the numbers that they got in Europe pale in comparison to what we have going on right now and has been going on for three years now. Those numbers pale in comparison. And Europe is getting to a place where France, national French people, okay, so people born in France whose families lived in France, prior to them for generations and generations and generations, they are not too many decades away from being outnumbered by the Sharia supremacists that they have allowed into their country. They have no-go zones in Paris, places where the police will not go into. And they are populated by the illegal immigrants who they have let into the country. And we are allowing the same thing to happen now. And the Democrats have expressed to you what their actual priorities and intentions are. Because they would have led you to believe that Ukraine was a massive, massive priority for them. We got to get that money to Ukraine. Well, can we know where the money's going? No. You cannot know where the money's going, but we got to send more money to Ukraine. Okay, we'll give you more money so the Republicans finally take a stand in the Senate and in the House, I guess they're trying to take a stand. It seems more theatrical than anything, but the Republicans finally take a stand and they say, okay, we are willing to send the money to Ukraine, but you got to shut down the border. And what do the Democrats do? Nah, I'm not, I'm not sure we need to send that money to Ukraine. They are telling you their priorities off the rip. They want the open border so they can replace you. They want to replace your vote. They are assuming that all of those immigrants that come across the border will be so grateful to the Democrat Party that they allowed them to come across the border and live here on taxpayer dollar that they will forever vote for Democrats. Now, that's an interesting assumption When they find out that the Democrats want to cut the genitals off of their children, indoctrinate them with woke nonsense, and all the other disgusting things that the Democrats want to do, that might be a problem for a lot of these people that they've let come into the country. But they are going to be grateful to the Democrats. And yes, 
the replacement theory, which the left screamed and yelled about for years and years and years was a conspiracy theory. No, it's real. It's real. And the Democrats are telling you that it's real now. I mean, Dick Durbin, for goodness sakes, wants to allow illegal immigrants to serve in the military. Can you imagine? Xi Jinping sends his operatives over to the United States of America. They walk across the border and then Dick Durbin allows those Chinese operatives to serve in the military. I mean, I got to ask you this. If you were running the country and you wanted to destroy the United States of America, would you do a doggone thing different than what Joe Biden and his Democratic administration has done? Would you do a doggone thing different? Not a single thing. You wouldn't do a single thing different. Strip the economy bare, print a bunch of money, flood it into the economy to give the illusion that the economy is doing well. But what they don't want to tell you is that most of the jobs for people being hired on the job numbers that they tell you are so great are government jobs. And the money that they're creating that they tell you is GDP, is GDP growth, is money that they've printed to flood into the economy to try to prop up the economy. It's all fake. It's all an illusion. Okay, so we got the border issue. We got the Ukraine issue, which I kind of bumped into there. But I've talked about many times. You got Zelensky comes over here demanding more money, telling us that don't spend money on roads, don't spend money on bridges, don't spend, don't buy any of that stuff. Don't buy, don't, don't do any of that. Don't spend any of that money. Send it all to Ukraine. That's almost a direct quote of what this clown came and said on the big news outlets to the American people in the United States of America while wearing a sweatshirt that says, I'm Ukrainian. Yeah, we know, dude. We know. We get it. We know who you are when you show up with your sweatsuit on. We got it. You're the guy that begs for money. And then all your oligarch friends get rich, buy more yachts, stash away more money, more foreign bank accounts, while the... The taxpayers of the United States of America are hurting, and yet our taxpayer dollars are going to Ukraine to pay to help support their small businesses, to pay for their pensions, to pay the salaries of government workers, not to fight war, not to fight the Russians. They can't win there. The average age of a soldier going into the Ukrainian military right now is 45 years old, Four. Five years old. Why would they have 45-year-old men fighting on the front lines against the Russians? Because most of the 20 and 30-year-old men who were there are dead. Zelensky canceled elections. He's canceled political opposition parties. He's canceled religious organizations. And yet, we're fighting for democracy? I've been saying this for like a year now. That's a joke. That is a joke. Zelensky is a tyrant the same way that Vladimir Putin is. They're not any different. Putin has has a larger population, more advanced technology, and more soldiers and more weapons. And now we've pushed Putin right into the hands of China and also working with Iran, and we've created the Axis. We have created... The axis of evil, the new one, the modern axis of evil. We've done that. And we've paid for both sides. 
Because in Russia, we have violated our own sanctions to buy Russian oil and Russian energy. And we have allowed our allies in Europe to violate the sanctions too. The Russian economy is doing great. It's doing fine. But Ukraine is destroyed. It is absolutely destroyed. It looks like Dresden, 1945. It looks like the Maui wildfires. It is destroyed, bombed out. So we got the Ukrainian issue. So that's still a thing. And I I cannot believe, at least it seems like some people are starting to wake up to this. But we've also got October 7th and what happened in Israel and the barbarism that we saw from the Sharia supremacist Hamas terrorist organizations who are propped up by Iran, funded by Iran. Oh, shall I mention also funded by us? Because the Democrats and the Biden administration in the deep state or the swamp or the administrative state or whatever you want to call them keep sending money to Gaza and to the PLO. And that money goes directly to terrorism. There's videos online of women in Gaza and citizens of Gaza trying to tell the cameras all of the the aid, the humanitarian aid that you're sending, it's not going to us. They take it all. Hamas takes all of it. And yet we keep sending it over, keep on sending it, keep on funding the terrorists. Like so many instances here that we're finding out about our government, we fund both sides of it, just like we were funding Pakistan and fighting a war against Afghanistan as Pakistan's taking the money that we're giving them and using that to fight our own soldiers. This has been allowed to occur for far too long, and it is time to stand up and fight back. And Donald J. Trump is our vessel to do that. There is a reason why they're trying to put him in prison for 700 years. There is a reason why they attack him and everybody who supports him. There is a reason why their actions are so centered around MAGA and Donald J. Trump. Because they fear it. They fear it. And they know that change is coming. They know it is. But what we saw in Israel done to the Israeli people with children being baked in ovens in front of their their parents, people beheaded, the rapes, the atrocities, unlike anything. I, I did not know that people could act like that to each other. I did not, not to that level, not, not at that level. I mean, the crimes, the videos, the things that were done there are unthinkable and unimaginable evil, evil. And Hamas says they will do it over and over and over again until the Jews are clear from the river to the sea. And once they're done with the little Satan, Israel, they will come for the great Satan, America. And they also say the Jews are first and the Christians are second. Make no mistake, this is a holy war that they will not stop fighting. So to see our government at first, at least Joe Biden seemed like he took a reasonable uh, position on Ukraine, on Israel. I'm sorry, not Ukraine. Joe Biden created Ukraine. 
the situation and the conflict there. But he took a reasonable position in Israel to start with, and now we see them backing down as there's more and more support from the communists, from the Marxists in his party, who run around chanting from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. You want a little nugget here on that one? This just hit me the other day. The the term Palestinian, that term was originated long, long ago in reference to the Jewish people. That name, the original, the original term comes from a Roman word that the Romans gave to the Jewish slaves. The Romans called the Jewish slaves Palestinians. And if you have any question about that, if you hear somebody in the languages that they speak in the Middle East, they can't say Palestinian. They can't say the P. It comes out Palestinian. So they created the term that they can't say? No, Yasser Arafat in the 1960s decided that he was going to call people who were originally called Egyptian refugees and Syrian refugees, he was going to band them under one umbrella and call them Palestinians because the Palestinians were the Jews. And the Jews historically had a, a sake, had a right to the lands of Israel. So they've played the game. They've played the propaganda game. They've stolen the terms just like language gets flipped on its head here in the United States by the left, by the Marxists, by the communists. I mean, look at the stuff that's going on at the Ivy League. We saw that here recently. The testimony of these high-level, distinguished American institutions and universities and the professors and the presidents that lead them. They're nothing but communists. They're nothing but Marxists. It's all they are. And if you go back, if you know the history of what happened with Mao in China, you know about Lenin and Stalin and Russia, you know about Pol Pot, you know about, you go back and read all these things, the trajectory, the things that they believe, the things that they're doing, the revolution that they're creating are the exact same steps that have been used to create tyranny and communism over and over and over and over and over again. And the left loves to say that Donald Trump is a fascist. But if you look at every policy that the Democrats and Joe Biden are trying to impose on the American people, it is trying to use the public sector to do the government's bidding to violate the rights of the people, the God-given rights that are supposed to be protected by the government. That is fascism using co-opting the private sector to do the government's bidding. It is what they are doing. The left are dead, hard, fascist, communists, and Marxists. And there are many politicians, probably half of the Republicans elected to the House or the Senate, that are controlled opposition. They believe the same things. They approach it different ways. They definitely campaign different, but they ultimately lead to the same goals, which is tyranny over you and me. That is what they seek to do. 
That is the swamp. And here's another little tidbit. I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast before. Do you know why Washington, D.C. was originally called the swamp? Because they built the damn place in a swamp. Washington, D.C. was originally a swamp. And the founders did this very intentionally because they did not want a large, powerful federal government. They did that intentionally. They put D.C., the capital of the the nation, in a swamp because they just assumed, well, nobody's ever going to want to live in the swamp. Nobody's ever going to want to live here. So that'll, in some ways, prevent us from having a large, overly powerful federal government because nobody's going to want to live in this swamp. Well, they developed that swamp, and now the swamp is a metaphorical term that we use, but it is very much a swamp still, just in different ways. So let me move on down my list here as I've kind of gotten off track, as I so often do to many of you who listen to this podcast. Okay, so I did the Israel anti-Semitism thing. Biden's still a mess. The Biden administration and the Dems and the Swampies and the squishy Republicans are still corrupt and they're still tyrannical and they're still doing all the same nonsense and the same BS. And look, I would encourage you guys, if you have a Republican representative, go look at their voting record because every Republican will go out and they will campaign the same way. They'll say all the same things. Oh, we got to end the deep state. We got to give Americans their constitutional rights back. We've got to make sure that we minimize the size of the government. We've got to lower taxes. We've got to protect our rights and freedoms. They'll tell you all the same stuff. They'll they'll all tell you the same thing. And then at least half of them will get up there and not do a damn thing. And they'll bend the knee and they will bow to the swamp and the deep state and they will do what they are told to do. And much of this is because the lobbyists and and the K, the K Street lobbyists and the big donors and all that stuff, and, and they do their bidding. Go look at your elected representatives. Go look at their voting history. See if they're voting the way they told you they'd vote. If they're not, get the hell rid of them. Primary their freaking butts. Get them out. They are nothing but liars, and in some ways they are more dangerous than the communists. Because at least the communists, we know what to expect from them. They're going to go up there and do communist things. The left is going to go up and do lefty, communist, fascist, Marxist things. That's expected. But the Republicans, many of them, the shiny shoes, will run out there, tell you they're going to do everything that all most Republican voters want to hear, most conservatives want to hear, but in reality, they're not conservatives at all. They're just lying to you to get your vote so they can go up there and find ways to enrich themselves using your vote, and then using the power that you gave to them when they decide to leave Congress to become lobbyists, to become FARA agents and act on behalf of another country to lobby for them, and then to use that information to inside trade on Wall Street so that they can build up in a massive family fortune. I give you one, Nimrata Haley. Nikki Haley, for those of you who don't know that her name's Nemerata. By the way, she wants you to have to use your government ID and give your real name to be on social media, but yet she campaigns for president and doesn't use her real name. Her name is Nemerata Haley. So, 
let that one sink into your brain there for a little bit. Next time you hear old Nemerata giving you a speech about how she wants to crack down on hate speech or how she would like to get us into another war and fire some missiles for everybody where Nemerata Haley and Lady Graham, Lindsey Graham, are very much like Oprah as it relates to American politicians, where they're the you get a bomb, you get a bomb, and you get a bomb crowd. Oh, you gave me a side look? You get a bomb too. Oh, you've got some natural resources we can take, and you just popped your mouth off? You get a bomb, and we start a war. Keep that in mind when you listen to old Nimrata Haley. Moving down the list here. And you guys, this one is a big one for me. We have to stop talking about how terrible the Biden administration is. And I don't mean because they're not terrible. They're extremely terrible. We have to stop talking about it in the context of Biden. Does anybody in their right sane mind actually believe Joe Biden's running a doggone thing? He's not. He's not. He was a moron to start with. And now he's a dementia patient. And, and God bless him. I mean, that's sad. It's tragic. That in that condition, those who claim to love him allowed him to be put in this situation. But it is extraordinarily dangerous to have a man riddled with dementia running the world's most powerful country as we find ourselves under attack as a new axis has been created, as we find the border wide open. And if you don't think our enemies are taking advantage of that opportunity, wow. I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I got some oceanfront property in Nebraska to sell you. But we have to stop referring to it and stop campaigning and talking to people in the context of what Joe Biden is doing. It is the Democrat Party machine and the deep state that has been co-opted by the left, bought and paid for by our enemies in the Middle East with large amounts of money coming in to fund these same institutions and same groups, same thing from China, same thing from Russia, and obviously Ukraine, same thing from all these places. We have to stop referring to it as a Biden problem. It's not a Biden problem. It is an establishment problem. It is a communist, Marxist fascist problem from the left that seeks to destroy your rights, that seeks to burn the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the Declaration of Independence and piss on the ashes. That's what they have in store for you. If you like that, if that sounds great to you, if you want to live in a surveillance state like China, where you got to show your face to some artificial intelligence machine, if you go use a public restroom for it to dispense some toilet paper to you, that's a thing. Go look it up on the internet. If you would like to ensure that your social credit score is high enough for you to be able to get into a public restroom to take a piss if you have to, so that you show your face and it says, oh, you don't have enough social credit points for you to use this public restroom. Looks like you're going to have to pee in your pants. If you want that, keep voting for the lefties. Keep voting for the communists. Keep voting for the Marxists. Keep voting for the fascists. And keep voting for the swampy Republicans who'll sell you down the road the same way. The campaign speeches will sound different than the lefties, than the communists and the Marxists. 
But at the end of the day, the outcome won't be much different. You'll be a Russian serf with no rights. You'll be a communist Chinese serf with no rights and no freedoms and no American dream left with the ability to buy a home and to try and pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That will all be gone. And 2024 is going to be an insane, insane year. Because I'm going to start shifting this as we've gotten into a lot of kind of dark things towards some stuff that is a little bit more of a brighter perspective. Okay. 2024 is going to be insane. I am terrified. I don't want to say terrified. I am concerned. I am very concerned about what 2024 has in store for us. Because I do think the globalists, people are starting to wake up. We are experiencing the great awakening. People are waking up and saying, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, I didn't realize this is what you were doing, but I am not okay with this. This is evil. This is horrible. This is absolutely, absolutely out of line. We will not accept it. People waking up all over the place, not just in America, around the world. But before I get into that, we do have a new speaker, Speaker Mike Johnson, who I was so hopeful for when I heard him publicly come out and say he had a biblical worldview. You want to know how I think about the world? Here's the Bible. Read it. That's what I think. Well, same results so far. I would say, Speaker Johnson, you got two strikes. Third strike, and they need to boot your butt, too, because you are, you proclaim to have a biblical worldview, but you are not acting like you have a biblical worldview. Like I said before, Jesus got angry and turned the tables on the money changers. It is time to turn the tables on the money changers. And I'm not saying go get into a physical fight with anybody. We need to let our voices be heard. We need to speak to people without fear. We need to do it with courage. And, and you know, doing it with doing it with courage doesn't mean without fear. It doesn't. Because you can have fear and still use courage. Courage would be taking the action that you fear, doing that which you fear. So we need to operate with some courage. And Speaker Johnson, I would just say, you, sir, need to start to operate with some courage and stand up and fight for the people. I know that the deep state is going to come tell you a bunch of scary things are going to happen if you don't do the things that they agree with. If you don't allow 702 to continue to move forward as currently constituted. 702 being the way that the FBI spies on American citizens warrantless using their AI technologies and using their 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 tech uh all the different technology that they have to use to spy against us. And they have done this hundreds of thousands of times last year. Hundreds of thousands of warrantless spying on American citizens last year. And Speaker Johnson steps up and says, yeah, we'll give them FISA again. We'll give it to them. Even though, even though, they had made some amendments to FISA that had been voted on and agreed with by the majority of the majority, the House Republicans. 
but he bypassed the rule and didn't do it and put FISA in the NDAA anyway, the NDAA being the defense bill that funds the, the defense department, funds the Pentagon. By the way, they allowed all the woke stuff, the trans surgeries, the abortions. The, they, they say they took out CRT, but all the left is going to do is change the name of CRT. They're still going to teach the same damn thing. They're just not going to call it critical race theory. They'll call it something else. So that's useless. So Speaker Johnson, stand up, have a backbone, and fight for the damn people. Realize the hope that we had when you became Speaker. Realize that into action, sir, Mr. Speaker. Because the nonsense that you have allowed to occur, that you have signed off on so far, is unacceptable. I would assume get killed in a terrorist incident, then allow the FBI to continue to spy on me, spy on everyone in this country, and destroy the rights and freedoms that we have in this country for our children moving forward. The things you are allowing have consequences, sir. The things that you are bypassing the rules in the House to allow to get passed have consequences, sir. They are burning it all down. What don't you understand about that? Rome is burning. Stand up and fight. You proclaim to have a biblical worldview, but you have shown none of that yet, sir. Jesus Jesus was not a coward. And you have acted quite cowardly so far. Stand up and fight, Speaker Johnson. Now we've got that one off of our chest. That's the last one on the list before I start to get a little bit more positive here. You guys, all around the world, we have seen populism, conservatism on the rise. We've seen it in Europe. There's a big fight in Spain right now where they are essentially trying to dismiss the outcome of elections. They're trying to overthrow their election system to become a communist country. And the people of Spain don't have a real First Amendment to go out and petition their government to redress grievances. And so they're having to come out and protest in these massive, massive crowds because the crowds are too large for the government to be able to do anything with. They are protesting back because they want the sovereignty of their nation back. They want to stop being invaded by Sharia supremacists. There is... People in the people of France are starting to wake up. In Germany, the most popular political party in the polls right now is a conservative party, a populist nationalist party that says we should take care of Germany first. Argentina just elected Javier Millet, or however you say that guy's name. Yeah, he's a bit of a crazy person, but he's kind of a libertarian, populist, conservative ish guy. The people are waking up around the world. They are seeing what's going on. There is hope in the fight. Look at the Donald Trump polls here recently. People are waking up. By the way, those poll numbers that you're seeing for Donald Trump, and I'm not saying you should trust the polls, but consistently we are seeing similar numbers come out of every poll. Those polling numbers are better than Donald Trump has ever polled. And that also includes... 
That also includes the 2016 election in which he won. He won the last election too, but they stole that one. But the truth about that is starting to come out. We're starting to see it. The truth about January 6th is starting to come out. They can't lie anymore. Their lies aren't working. They're failing. They are lies. And they are going to fail if we stand up and fight back for the truth. But we have to grow the courage to stand up and do that. And we have to make it primary in our lives. It has to be a high priority in our lives that we save this country. And the best way to do that is to allow God to shine his light into your heart and bring you closer to him. To spread that message to people, that hope to people, that the love and the peace and the light of God's love is the answer forward. It is the path forward. And people are starting to wake up. They are starting to see it. They are starting to see what the globalists have done to them. That they are turning them in to Russian serfs, as Steve Bannon would say. They are turning us into slaves to their their new great reset. You will own nothing and you'll be happy. That is what they want. Everything for them and nothing for you. By the way, they would also like to reduce the Earth's population by about seven to seven and a half billion people in the name of their deity, climate change. I can tell you right now, what they plan on doing is going to make the Nazis and Mao and Lenin and Stalin and Pol Pot and any bad person you can think in all of history, they are going to make those people look like the JV. If you allow them to proceed forward, they don't care about you. They don't care about your life. They don't care about your values or your country's values. They don't care about your children. They don't care about your family. They don't care if you die. In fact, in many ways, they would celebrate it because now you're not exhaling carbon dioxide. That is utter and pure evil. This is the fight, but this is why they are losing. They are losing control of it because they are lies. And what is God? What is Jesus Christ? They are the truth. They are the truth. They fight the righteous battle with the truth. That is how we have an advantage. We don't have to lie to push our fight forward. All we have to do is tell the truth. They are losing because they don't realize who they're fighting. So they continue to lie and their lies get bigger and they get deeper and it's one lie stacked on top of another lie and they lose track of the lies. And then the lies get more outlandish and then the lies stop working. And it's because they don't know who they're fighting. They are fighting God. They are fighting Jesus Christ. And they are not going to win that fight because the more they lie 
as they have been mentally and spiritually captured and co-opted by Satan, by the devil, by the original anti-human, as they continue these lies, they will further lose as the people wake up to the truth, to the reality of what's going on around them. And that is hope. That is hope. And it will be hope realized if we continue to wake up. If we continue to get on our knees and pray to God and then stand up and get in the righteous fight, get in the fight, fight with your words, fight like a warrior poet, continue the game forward, push the game forward, expose the truth, tell people about it. And I'll close with this. Thank you guys so much for supporting this podcast, especially as I've been gone for so long, like I said. I get on here and I try as best I can to give you the truth about what is going on on the issues that I think are relevant to people that I know are going to change our lives and change your lives forever. I felt called to do this. And and trust me, it's work. It, it really is. I don't have a team of people doing this. It, it's me. All right, it's work. But I felt called to do this, and I've said that before. I felt called to do this, that this was a way that I could make an impact. That my ability to to recognize patterns and, and see different things could maybe help analyze some of the information in the data and find a way to convert that into a, a conversation that we could have that would provide that information to people that might make it a bit easier to, to see it or stomach it or just bring information out that people don't have the time to look at because I'm sure most of you, I know most of you have jobs, you have lives, you have families, the same as I do. But we all have to understand that if we want the same rights and freedoms in the same country that we grew up in to be available for our children, for our grandchildren, And for the following generations, the fight is now. If not us, who? If not now, when? Okay? It has to be us. We are the leaders that we have been waiting for. We are the ones. We must stand up, engage the righteous fight, and do it peacefully. Do not let them trap you into getting angry. If you get angry, use your words out of anger. Do not let them trap you into doing the things that you know they want you to do. You know they want to trap you into making yourself sound like a crazy person. You know they want to trap you into some alleged crime that you've uh, uh, allegedly committed. You know they want to trap you into all these things. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to edit anything that I said in this rant. I'm going to let this thing rip, put it out. You all can listen to it with all the warts and the mumbles and the misspeaks and the pauses and all that stuff. You can listen to all of it. I just want to put this one out there and tell you I'm back. Back in the fight. And I'm sorry. Sorry I was gone. And I'll finish with this. Isaiah 6, 8. I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I. Send me. Send me to the righteous fight. Send me.
to all of you out there. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. I've got an episode coming up here. The next one I'm going to do is going to be a little bit different than anything I've really ever done before. Um, I'll give you a hint. We bought an extra microphone <laughs> for whatever that means to you. I'm sure you can put that together. You know, we bought an extra microphone. Um, it may give some answers, some deeper answers to uh, some of the perspectives that I have on on certain situations and why I decided or why I thought that I should do this, why I wanted to do this, why I felt called to do this. Um, but to all of you out there, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to every single one of you. Thank you so much for listening. Please go out and be warrior poets. Talk about the things on this show, the things that you see happening in the world. Don't be afraid to talk. Please don't. They are winning if we are afraid to talk. Talk about these things with your friends. Talk about these things with your family. Talk about these things with anybody who wants to listen. We have to wake up as many people as we can. We must do it. This is the righteous fight we are called to engage in peacefully. So thank you so much for listening. We'll be back soon with the next episode. And always, always, always remember, the road to progress is paved in facts and God. Boom. God bless America. God bless America. I love America.